welcome to Net Zero for Nothing, the podcast from the National Home Improvement Council, connecting industry, government and householders on the pathway towards zero carbon homes. I'm your Hannah. I'm your Hannah. I'm your host, Anna Scothan, Chief Exec of the National Home Improvement Council. And in this episode of Net Zero for Nothing, we're going to talk to Harry Tyndall from Snapit. Harry, welcome. Thank you for having me. And uh, I like your new name of Hannah. <laughs> I often get called Hannah, but I don't usually call myself Hannah. But there we go. Um, so thank you so much for joining us. I want you to tell listeners, firstly, what is Snapit? So Snapit is an on-demand delivery service for tradespeople. We can deliver any type of plumbing heating materials in, in around 30 minutes, whilst orders can also be scheduled uh, for a later date, two weeks in advance. So we're essentially helping them remove that need of going on the supply run whilst helping them get a better retention and referrals from all their customers. So helping the tradespeople operationally, help merchants make more money as we send them orders. And then we're helping all the customers get their issues fixed quickly. Fantastic. I can tell that you're passionate about helping people. What is it that gets you up in the morning? And, and on that, I guess as well, what's keeping you up at night at the minute? So it's what gets me up in the morning. I think if I honestly said to some of my friends, would I would I be the boiler guy a few years ago? I would have been laughed at. But I suppose now that I've got a family, got friends of family, and when people moan that they can't get the hot water on, the toilet's broken, and they can't bath their children for a few days, that is honestly what gets me up in the morning because essentially we're enabling homeowners to have their hot water, their toilets fixed within the hour rather than having to wait the traditional anywhere from seven days because their tradesperson can't get the materials they need. So I think that real life raw problem is what gets us up in the morning and to really hit on our vision to revolutionize the supply chain within this industry. And I think what keeps me up at night is probably the boiler or the toilet breaking again, but I would, um, I would, I'd probably say it's still an element of the industry traditionally living in the dark ages to an extent, and it is slowly getting more digital, which is great. And I think us and other tech relevant businesses in the industry are helping everybody move towards a more digital process. But I think there's an element where people were still a little bit afraid um, and cautious to make their business um, operate on apps and different new platforms and I think until that happens it will kick in a lot quicker but I I suppose that's probably the one thing that keeps me up at night yeah so just sort of take us back a little bit further you um aren't from the home improvement industry um you had a problem you were from a completely different sector and the problem really resonated with you that you thought this is insane this as a customer my, our expectation of this sector is so low and that's what you wanted to change. So can you tell tell listeners a little bit more about that? Yes, my background is within logistics and operations. Um, I used to work at Deliveroo. So I launched the business in Australia, the UAE and over here in the UK. Um, so my background is very much relevant to the Snapit business model. Uh, and I met Victor uh, Muhin, who's a former plumber, who... Uh, took me to the pub for about five hours in Notting Hill, telling me why we need to start delivering uh, for tradespeople. And we put our heads and thoughts together and supported Victor getting some of the, the, the ideas and the actions up and running and joined him on a full-time basis to really get the wheels in motion. And I think the best way that I've always described it to friends, family, professionals in the industry about the expectations is that 
back to the point earlier that I think homeowners are used to tradespeople coming back a week later to fix something. For me, it's just, it's so unacceptable because the best example and comparison is that I will deliver you your ice cream in 20 minutes, which gives you heart problems and makes you obese, but I can't fix your hot water for a week. There is something massively, massively wrong within this statement. And I think when a lot of people really digest that, it hits home that they can eat ice cream and not actually brush their teeth. So um, actually funny on that, that's the irony of you putting the sugar in, you can't even clean yourself whilst you're doing it. So I think that what resonates with me on a daily basis uh, makes me really, really believe in what we're trying to achieve and how we are truly helping the end customer, who essentially is the most important person in, I suppose, this ecosystem. So I think within only a couple of years of being in this industry, the one big take I've also learned is I don't feel like anybody talks about the end customer enough. It's always about the manufacturer. Oh, they've made loads of sales. Fantastic. Or the tradesperson, they've had a great year. They made 150 grand. Um, or the merchants are making lots of money. Nobody actually talks about all of us talking today and probably listening. We're all homeowners. Nobody talks about them and what what's actually going wrong for them and how can we make their lives better? Because without the homeowner, there's no trades industry. And I think people need to think about them and focus on their experience a lot more. And I'd like to think what we're doing right now really brings them to the surface. You're absolutely right. And I think when you and I first met and, and you told me the ice cream story and it, and, and it just was like, oh my God, that's absolutely right. Why is it acceptable that I can get food delivered and... Or, or anything, yet I accept a week, 10 days, a fortnight on something that's actually more important to my health and well-being and, and the integrity of my home. Um, and it's about that customer expectation and the cultural expectations. And, and why, why are tradespeople allowing that? And, and why are merchants allowing that, that, that we haven't got the stuff in and we can't get hold of it? And and I think you've really zoned in on that point of fault within the sector. And your solution exploits that in a really positive way that gives merchants a better route to market, gives tradespeople better service and better product availability and is better for the customer. So, so nobody in the traditional process is losing out as a result of Snap It, are they? Yeah, correct. It, it's a really rare business model where every stakeholder within our ecosystem benefits yeah everybody a, wins it's just done better yeah, to touch on the merchant point a little bit more there's a couple of great advantages for them i think first if you're a small business or an independent you do not have the, the knowledge the time the resource or the finances or the infrastructure to actually build an e-commerce platform or some form of logistics service um, and this goes for every independent whether you're a small one-man band or if you've just got a few sites and they're losing out on business to the bigger corporate um, businesses because they've got a huge online presence, even the likes of Amazon. So we're actually supporting those smaller businesses by generating them incremental revenue and orders by clicking a button on the tablet. So we are helping them combat the demand from other businesses. But also what's a really insightful thing for the merchants is if you imagine anybody going to the likes of Azara and John Lewis and saying, I can show you all the business that you've lost by people who have walked through your bricks and water. They, they pay big money for that. That's super insightful and really lets them understand the performance of their business. And what's pretty amazing is that we're actually doing that for our merchants. So we can send merchant reports on a monthly basis saying uh, this month you've had a hundred orders 
60 were accepted, 20 were rejected, 20 were timed out. So the timed out means that they didn't actually accept or respond to the order within a three minute time frame. And the rejected ones always have a reason. So the owners of this business can then understand from Snap-It, oh, my branch has actually missed out 20% of our orders through a little bit of laziness or negligence by not responding. And another 20% is because we didn't have stock. So we're really educating all the businesses within our network about the sales and commercial opportunity and then educating them about trends, about what they're missing out on. And they can obviously look at the performance of their branch. And I think, I think these two things are proving to be incredibly useful for our partners. Absolutely. And do you offer um, a benchmarking service? So are you able to say to those merchants, you know, the industry average is 80%, you're at 60. Can we help you improve that or? There, it'd be a really bold, big statement for me to say, here's the industry <laughs> expectations because we're just in London at the moment, but we will do that. Um, but I think there's always a slightly different element of behaviours from an independent to a big corporate because traditionally people do think and assume that the, the smaller businesses care about the business a little bit more because often it's family run, so they quite often will respond to the tablet quicker because essentially when they hear that thing go, that's just going to be money in their bank. Um, so they quite often respond a lot faster than the larger businesses, um, which is the case. Their response rates to the tablets are better. But I think we have a role to play where we do as much as we can to engage and educate all of our merchant partners about why what we're doing is important and how best to work with us. So a nice real life example here is if we send an order to a merchant and there's five items on that list and the merchant's got four out of the five, I want that merchant to have the best opportunity to retain that order because one, I want them to make money. And secondly, I actually don't want the order to ping around to lots of different merchants because it means my delivery time is going to go up and the customer service most important thing in our business. And it also means the delivery costs will go up. So yes, commercially, we will be burnt a bit. So we would say to the merchant in this example, give us a call on the tablet, our numbers at the top left-hand corner, and they can just say to us, right, the one other item, I've got a variation, I've got a different manufacturer, or does the customer really need it? We'll call the customer, give them the answer, and they'll either still accept the order, we'll multi-source on route to the customer, or we'll just source it from somewhere else. So there's, there's lots of ways how we can support and do support our merchants. We just need to make sure that there's lots of communication that we're super engaged um, throughout the day. Yeah. Okay. That's brilliant. Tell us how the process works in reality. What's a, what's an average day of a tradesperson inside the M25 where you are currently? Um, how do they, how did they go about their business and how do they go about their business now they're using Snap-It? So I think traditionally what tradespeople do, they'll set off a, silly o'clock in the morning, listen to talk sport, which is great entertainment. I won't deny that. They will go to their merchant to go pick up their materials. And what will happen is that their, their merchant, especially now because of the supply chain challenges, won't have mm -hmm. their stock. Mm -hmm. They jump back in the van. They'll probably spend a good 30 to 40 minutes calling numerous merchants in and around London, not necessarily actually thinking which ones are actually closest to them right then. And also the customer. So when they have to actually drive there at the end of their um, sourcing uh, challenge so once they've called the merchants to find out who's got stock they'll probably spend another 20-30 minutes calling each merchant trying to negotiate and get the best price before they know it they've probably lost anywhere between 60 and 80 minutes just trying to find something um, they'll drive 
an hour to the merchant due to the wonderful London traffic and congestion, potentially spending more money on parking, maybe even on ULES and also congestion fines. They then will spend another hour plus going to the customer. So before you know it, they've probably lost two and a half plus hours of their day, not in billable hours, mm. um, whilst they're essentially just going on a shopping spree. And it's mm. absolutely ludicrous. And um, when you actually break it down, the number I'm about to tell you now is quite frightening. So we know that the average tradesperson charges about £90 an hour. And if they're working 260 days a year, losing two hours a day, that equates to £47,000. And we do not, as a business, sit here and say, if you snap it, you're going to make £47,000. But what I'm super confident on is that, one, you will make some of that money back for sure. Number two is that we're going to remove all your headaches. Uh, and number three, you're going to give a much better experience because mm. you're not going to lose all your time on the road and turn that into those billable hours. So to your second part of the question, what are they doing now? It's quite a nice way to think about Snuppet is that we're now like a digital concierge. So when you when you, when you need to go on holiday, you call the travel agent. I need a holiday to Spain, seven days, five star, and I need to be near a beach. Perfect. They send you a link and you book it. It's exactly what happens with Snuppet. So now what happens, someone knows the job they're going to and what they might need. They'll go on the app, place it. It will arrive at the customer. By the time that the order gets there, they're probably still in traffic because we're that quick. Um, or they're at the customer. They're taking down the boiler. They realize they need a spare part. They order it, gets there in 30 minutes. By the time the boiler's off the wall, the part's already arrived. So that is the traditional way of using Snuppet. If they go onto the app and don't see they have they can't find the item, sorry, that um, is on the app. Mm -hmm. As a lot of people listening know, there's hundreds of thousands of items in this industry. It is. It is. I'm trying to get my head around some of them, but I have, I'm nowhere near that yet. And we don't have 500,000 plus items on the app. We've got a SKU list of about seven and a half, eight thousand. 8,000. doesn't mean we can't get it. And this is where the concierge service comes into play. So on the app, you can call us or message us directly and just say, this is who I am. I need part X. This is where I'm located. Can you source it? The answer is yes. We'll send them a dynamic link. They click on the link. They press purchase. We'll deliver it to them. So the reason why we can still source it is because out of our 100 plus merchants in our network, um, they've got so much stock, which mm -hmm. is obviously on the app that we can still access it because of our big network. So that's the other way that a lot of people are using us. Yeah. And, and you've just started. So that's all sort of real time on the day but you've just started doing a pre-booking service as well because you know we we often push and especially during covid um and now we know that we're getting you know we're still in challenges with supply chain as you've already mentioned and rmi does get the short end of the stick on supply chain issues with merchants because we can't bulk buy generally it is just a, a you know a single RMI professional going to the merchant buying a single item there's no uh, bulk purchasing power in that um, so we are um, as, as an industry trying to encourage tradespeople to forward plan and to let their merchant know that they're going to need a certain part in two weeks time in four weeks time yeah. etc um, and you've added that service um, to, to your product as well yeah, so last quarter we launched scheduled deliveries. Um, definitely, a, I suppose, an influence from the world of delivery because um, this is what you can do with your food. And it now has contributed to over 30% of our business. So if a customer knows they're coming to my house next Thursday uh, and they're going to arrive 
anywhere from nine o'clock. They can literally buy a boiler and say, deliver it to my house between nine and 10. And this is game changing for people. And mm. it really does happen and it works. And I think sometimes the tradespeople are less surprised than their customer because the customer is mind blown that their boilers arrive during a, an hourly time slot. And sometimes their tradesperson is not even there. Um, so no, that, that is something which is proven to be a, a huge benefit to the daily operations because they can schedule it two weeks in advance and it's just so useful because they don't have to worry about that day i need to run around and go get that part they're like oh i forgot i've already pre pre-booked it and it's going to be there in the next five ten minutes yeah fantastic you 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 know people talk about modern methods of construction and all that sort of language and and the thing that i think is amazing is your it, it's not about changing the way the, the the process of installation or maintenance or improvement it's the process which we go to that that delivery process the order process and that procurement process so now i know that you are a keen advocate for change it, it, you wouldn't be doing things like this and obviously you revolutionized the, the food industry with the the work that you did with deliveroo um so how is snap it changing the home improvement industry and do you see this as just the start of digital disruption across repair maintenance and home improvement yeah so at the moment we're just in plumbing and heating but we are going to expand into electrical and then homeware diy as well um i suppose what's really exciting for us is that we can scale fast and scale easily so essentially our business is a tripod method where we need a merchant a tradesperson and a courier and those three are in abundance in the top 15, 20 plus cities in the UK. So the aim is to expand out to those categories and to go national for sure. And I think there's lots of new and innovative features that we're bringing to the, to the app, which will help people operate a lot smoother. So a nice one, which I'll give an example, is we have order references when people place orders. Because traditionally, a lot of the old school engineering businesses their way of working was they must have this booking reference because they need to line up an invoice with a booking reference and make sure they knew which person in the business was actually placing the order. What we've introduced is that when you confirm an order with Snapper, you put in a booking reference and that automatically aligns with the invoice, which is sent digitally. So uh, with that, we actually remove tradespeople's biggest pain in their life, which is called pen and paper. Mm-hmm. because usually tradespeople run around looking for VAT receipts for their business or for themselves. And I can bet my life they lose at least 80% of mm-hmm. them. Hence why there's a lot of homework to do when they get home. But now in one click, they can download an invoice from the app and there is a job reference. So they can always relate and refer back to the job that they were doing and associate the cost, which is meeting their finance department or their finances. If it's a one-man band, it's so much easier to manage. Mm-hmm. So it's just like a nice small example of, Something that sounds so simple, but this is actually what's making such a big change to those daily operations. And I think to your point earlier of we're just doing something similar to what's already happening right now. Materials are getting bought, but we're just taking it to the next level. It's just really understanding all of the pain points and just using tech to actually dictate the change. So not doing the sourcing, not worrying about paperwork, making sure you've got something in a couple of weeks in advance. All these pain points that happen every day is now literally sorted by an app. Um, and there, look, to what we've discussed a few times, and there is an element of the older generations are still getting their head around that if this can happen and can it. But I think we're slowly making that big cultural change because I appreciate it's habitual. Over the last three, four decades, 
all of your traditional tradespeople go to the merchant. They talk about the football. They have a cup of tea. They go back to the customer. And and it's part of their social life, I suppose, as well. But I think as businesses and I suppose the working world is getting so much more competitive and life to an extent gets more challenging because bills go up and costs go up for everybody, everyone needs to make more money. And if we can help these tradespeople complete more jobs more efficiently, get more retention, get better retention, so I say, and more referrals from all their customers due to this great service, then the business is only going to go in one direction. Yeah, you're massively unlocking the productivity of the sector, I think. Um, and it'd be interesting. Do you actually, do you have any figures on that about how more productive um, Snapit customers are? Or maybe that's something you guys can look at. Yeah, no, we, we do have one customer, um, Quantum Services. They're a plumbing uh, business over in North London. I think they're based in Finchley. I remember when he came to visit us at our office and he literally said himself and his team have saved about 40 hours a month by using Snapit. That was the quote that he said to us. And it really hits home. I mean, you're talking about five days work solid yeah. between a whole team. And when you really quantify that and look at the efficiencies of what you can do in that time frame, rather than going on a supply run, that's absolutely gigantic. Like those five days, they were just turning half that into new business and doing sales calls and converting half of them. That their business will go through the roof. Yeah, and also if you think you know that that extra day a week that they'd be getting back is that they could do more jobs to improve the energy efficiency of homes, to reduce the energy bills of more customers, and especially as we go into the energy, you know, we're in the midst of the energy crisis and it's going to get harder this winter you know you've got a solution here that can increase the the productivity of a really vital resource that's going to help people save energy by repairing boilers installing new boilers maintaining boilers um as well as the wet trade side of things as well yeah and i think depending what areas of the whole industry you look at whether it be private sector or public there are also extra great advantages to some tradespeople to actually upsell and make more money. So, for example, a lot of tradespeople, as we know, can do a lot of things. They're not just a plumber. They might be an electrician or they can do general handyman jobs. So when somebody's like at somebody's house or a tradesperson at a customer's house, they're waiting for the part to arrive. They might have potentially dismantled the boiler or whatever it may be before the part arrives. They say, right, do you know, I'm actually an electrician by trade. Can I help you with anything? Are there any handyman jobs you can make? And whilst they're there on site, they might just say to the customer, you know, I usually charge £80 for this call out, but I'm already here. I'll charge you 30 Fantastic. They're quickly fixed out whatever the customer needs. By the time they finish, the parts arrive. This is awesome. The customer doesn't pay as much for the individual call out for a handyman to fix. Whatever it might be, a light bulb or cupboard's broken. And the tradesperson has made some incremental cash whilst he's just staying there on site. So, but again, both sides benefit mm. um, just through the app. Uh, it's fantastic. And, and you mentioned that you are, you've got plans to go national. When's all that? Well, certainly to extend into additional cities. When, when's that happening? Oh, magic one scenario. Um, but, but Birmingham will be next and then Manchester. I'd say at the start of Q2 next year, Birmingham will be done. Um, We've been at the installer show for the last couple of years over in Coventry in Birmingham, NEC, and that's where we met. And I'd like to think for when we're there for lucky number three, Birmingham will be live. Mm -hmm. Um, We've already got the partners over there. So um, the good thing is we, to an extent, we are ready to go. We just got to make sure that we, we scale smart, not just fast. 
Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Now, I want to talk to you just finally before I ask you about what people can do um, for nothing. Or, or I mean, you can't you, you can't even walk out your house in London for nothing. But um, but before I ask you about that, you guys smash it over on social media. And I really want um, all listeners to follow you on social media. Um, can you tell us why it's important, how you're doing it differently? Yeah, because you're you're just a breath of fresh air on, on my Instagram feed every time I log on, which is fantastic. Yeah, I think what's really important to us is that we communicate with a voice and a personality because the industry has built itself on personal relationships, face-to-face um, relationships because people go to the merchants. Now there's an element of where, yes, we're taking a little bit of that away because everything's done by an app. So we want to make sure that we actually talk to people like real people. We are real people. We're not just um, a few computers behind the app. Um, There are people managing this business with a voice, with great personalities, and also come from the industry themselves. We've got three people upstairs who have um, actually worked at the merchants directly. Victor's been a plumber before. Like we've got such a beautiful narrative of we've got people from the industry actually working with and for Snap It. So we do like to communicate with people in a certain way because we're a bit tongue in cheek. Um, we're lighthearted. We want to make sure that we don't come across too big and horrible and corporate. Like we're there honestly just to help people. Um, we want to make their lives easier, less stressful and take away so many of those pain points. And it's just a lot of fun to be have, have with that. We always run competitions. Like at the moment, if you do five orders by the end of the month, you get a free um, £10 food voucher, which of course you can use at my infamous delivery. So um, <laughs> we just want to, we want to speak with a, a different tone, a different voice to be super engaging and a bit fun because we know that's what trades people like. Um, there's a reason why talk sport's so successful for them on the radio in the morning. <laughs> yeah, it was um, it, it was uh, good to see you guys doing things differently at Installer Show, um, which, uh, which you mentioned. Um, and there was always, always a real buzz um, around, around your stand, which was good to see. So, yeah, when we're you know, at the shows, usually, um, people, we usually get security coming to our stand because a lot of the manufacturers have never seen so many people around one stand and they offer giveaways of their products on our stand because they can't get the same exposure. And that really, like, thankfully, says a lot for what we're doing because yeah. the impact is huge and there's often security there because they worry things are going to get stolen, but people are just like, then it's like we're a magnet for the entertainment and we always have a... A good laugh on our stand. There's the Snap It motorbike, which is like our, our little mascot. So people love jumping on it and having a photo. I think as well, even, and it's carried on after, because obviously it's one thing creating a buzz at a, a big exhibition and a big show. But I've noticed on your social media that it has carried on afterwards. And a number of the different tradespeople that, you know, are sharing you in their reels and they're, you know, doing all little reels about how Snap It works. So they're, you know, you've got, independence third parties creating content for you that's a you know an, an advocate and you can't get better word word of mouth advertising than that it's fantastic yeah exactly so this podcast as you know is called net zero for nothing what would you recommend that listeners can do for nothing or let's say less than a hundred pounds that would make a huge impact and help prepare their home for a net zero future so I think the thing that the homeowners and end customers can think about is they shouldn't allow their tradesperson to go on a shopping spree for two, three hours around 
London and hopefully more cities as we expand as well. Mm-hmm. Because what's that's doing? It's making their life um, suffer pain points because they're sitting there waiting. When is that tradesperson coming back? But there's so many disadvantages that there's the environment, the tradesperson's taking their vehicle on the road, which is releasing more carbon emissions. Um, it's creating more traffic and congestion. And most of all, the customers sitting there waiting, probably losing money as they potentially getting billed. So there's a few olive branches off the one branch of Snap It here, where if they just get their tradesperson to use Snap It, if they just needed some clips or a pump for 50, 60 pounds, whatever that may be, it will arrive in 30 minutes. Um, the vehicle doesn't go out and hit the roads. And I suppose what's really interesting, we've worked out that we've saved nearly two times as much carbon emissions as Hyde Park absorbs per year since we launched. So the impact that we're having from that side is absolutely huge. So I think for all involved in our business, but for let's use the end customers here, there's not an element of that they can get things fixed quicker, but by having their tradespeople, you snap it more, they have an impact on the environment. So there is a commercial and ecological huge benefit here for doing nothing. Fantastic. Well, I'm sold. And I want you to come to Nottingham as soon as you can, um, please, so that uh, we can all be using Snap It up here in the East Midlands. But thank you so much, Harry. Um, It's always a pleasure talking to you. And I really appreciate you um, recording this episode of Net Zero for Nothing with the National Home Improvement Council the voice of home improvement. Be sure to follow us across social media, searching for at the NHIC and NHIC UK and subscribe to this podcast, Net Zero for Nothing on Apple Podcasts or Podbean for future episodes. And I will share the links to all of Snap It's um, social media stuff and web stuff in the show notes. So thank you again, Harry. It's been an absolute pleasure. 